give this much, stop doing this, start doing that. And those things are all fine, but if it's not because of something that's happened inside of them, it's why to profit us on the last day. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I want to be a witness to this kingdom today. And because I'm bearing witness to this kingdom, I believe that there is a power present in this place this morning. A power that can save any person here. Yes. Power that can heal any illness. Power that can break any chain. Power that can change any situation. Because I'm bearing witness to the kingdom of God, the spirit of God has to be a bear witness. Not to my opinions or my views, but to the fact that Jesus is alive. Amen. Yeah. We sang a song here saying, Oh God, it's mighty to save. And I think sometimes we just sing words, we don't really actually believe, you know, what we sing. Amen. Yes. So this morning isn't going to be the best preach you've ever heard. I hear there's been lots of teams coming through, big guns, <laughs> preaching good messages. But this morning, I want to share just some words that Jesus spoke. I don't believe Jesus went around making a big show. He was a normal person. The way he acted, the way he spoke with people, the way he engaged with people. So we don't have to try and be special or fancy or build things up, dress a certain way, look a certain way, you know, act a certain way. We can just be real. Amen? Amen. Jesus would often speak in parables, telling stories to explain spiritual things. This is in Matthew 13, said to them this, verse 31, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds, but if you plant it in your garden, it will become the biggest tree. So it's the smallest seed that there is, but if you plant it in your garden, at the end it will be the biggest thing. And again he said, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is like a, a batch of flour and you put yeast into that. That yeast will work through that whole batch until all of it has been affected by the yeast. It's very simple pictures, like you can explain it to a child and the child will understand Verse 44, he said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found that treasure, he went and sold everything that he had to buy that field. He gave up everything, whatever the cost, he paid it so that he could have that treasure. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl, enjoy, sells everything buys it. And then it continues, 
says that the kingdom of heaven is like a net that's thrown into the sea, gathers a multitude of fish, and at the end of the day, the angels will come and they will sort between what is good and what is bad. What is bad will be thrown away, and what is good will remain. And these are little pictures that Jesus spoke. And there's a lot of preaching in church about a whole lot of different things. But these things are maybe the most basic but the most important things. Because there's a kingdom. And you have to be in that kingdom. If we are not in that kingdom, we can tithe 90% of our finances. We can be the ones sweeping, packing out the chairs, setting up the sound, packing it that way. We can serve harder, give more, go further, talk more than anyone else. But if we're not in the kingdom of God, all of that will burn. It won't matter. What matters is to be in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. You know, you can't say, well, the kingdom is there, or it's here, it's over here. Look, I can't go like this and show you here is the kingdom. But I can bear witness to this kingdom. I know because I've tasted something and I've experienced something that is real. More than do this, do that, stop doing this, try to change, try to be better. I heard that message when I was young. <clears throat> no matter how hard I tried, I could never be good enough. I didn't have the power to change myself. <clears throat> but I experienced that Jesus is a mighty Savior, like we sang this morning. Yes. And I experienced that in a real way. And 11 years ago, I keep this little slip in my Bible. It says here, what just happened? And it says, uh, what do you mean say? And it gives some scriptures talking about sin. So I came to a meeting one day um, after a long process and people saying, come to church, come to church. And I didn't want to and I didn't, I didn't care. I tried to read the Bible. I tried to pray. I thought I knew things about God. But finally I went and I was messed up and broken and I was bound in lots of chains. I lived an evil life before, very evil. I was a drug addict, an alcoholic, a racist, I hated people, a fighter, a fornicator, many different things. And I'll never forget at the end of this meeting they asked for a response and I, I realized I was standing like this with my arm in the air. didn't know why or what happened. I didn't even remember what they spoke about. And a person came to me and he said, you have to give your heart to Jesus. And I didn't even know what that meant. So he said, you have to pray like this. Lord Jesus, forgive me. So I assumed that they all knew what they were doing and I closed my eyes and I said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. And as I was speaking the words, 
felt like the sun was shining through my closed eyelids and a warm, peaceful presence came inside of me and the peace that surpassed all understanding came upon me and in one second I knew that Jesus Christ is alive I knew that He was God and I knew that I was experiencing God in this moment I knew that everything I thought I knew about church and spirituality and Christianity was wrong I knew that the Bible is the only thing that I can truly trust and that I needed to be part of the church it was instantly clear to me and in the same time I was completely changed in one moment at the end of one meeting the people that took me to church were drinking coffee in the back so they missed the moment when they'd been trusting for a year for me to get saved and when I got saved they weren't even there <laughs> but something happened inside of me I was confused because I thought back on my life and I thought but I did have Bibles I did go to church I did try to pray I did try to do all of these things and somebody says to me, pray like this, Lord Jesus forgives me. And suddenly the sun is shining on me. I'm feeling peace. I can feel the change in me. I am awakened to the things of God. I had so many questions. I didn't understand. So I started praying, God, why not? Why not before? Why now? How does it work? What happened? All of these questions and in that place God started to speak to me said to me your sin has caused a separation between you and your God and it's hidden in his face from you and I didn't understand that so I said Lord you have to speak to me so that I can understand what it means how it works and somebody said to me that you have to be baptized and the church that I grew up in, they sprinkled us when we were small. So that was baptism to us. So we didn't even believe going under the water. Um, so I said, okay, cool, I'll get baptized. And uh, I remember I was drinking the night before. I woke up with a bad hangover. And the people were outside the house rooting, picked me up for church. And I didn't want to go anymore. But I went because I promised so I went and it was a gathering and they baptized me and everybody was asking me what happened what happened did you feel anything no what did you experience and the only thing that I experienced was that my hangover was gone <laughs> I said no I didn't feel anything I didn't experience anything nothing happened but a few days later I realized that I completely stopped swearing suddenly and I, I realized that my depression was gone 
I was getting treatment for depression and insomnia, so I was taking tablets to feel better and tablets to sleep. And um, you're supposed to wean yourself off the tablets, but I took my tablets and I just threw them away. And um, I'm not saying that you must do that if you're on tablets, but that's what I did. And I was instantly free, like that. And things started to happen in my life. So within a very short space of time, I was saved, I was baptized, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was delivered from all of my demons. I was set free in every way. And that is 11 years ago now. I've never gone back to the way I used to be. I've been completely transformed and changed by a power that doesn't come from me. I've tried to change myself, I couldn't. I went to rehab, I went to meetings, I went to counseling. I did a whole lot of things. I could never be a better person. And suddenly something happened inside of me. It completely changed my life. To the point where I would take my three-year-old uh, three daughter to Kailicha. We were there through all COVID and everything like that. Or bringing me little in here today in the rain and the cold. Because what I experienced is real. I experienced that Jesus is alive. That He is real. And that He can come into any life and break those chains. Take me from death to life. Yes, Jesus. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Now, as I read the Bible, I started to see promises. And I don't know where we find ourselves this morning, but here is a promise that I always share with people. This is Ezekiel 36, verse 24. And I take this, it's Old Testament prophecy, but I take this as a promise for every person that will put their trust in Jesus. Every person that gets saved, every person that comes into His kingdom, this is the promise that I speak over them. It says, I will take you and gather you and bring you into your own land. Doesn't matter where you are, who you are, where you are. What you have been through, what you have done, what has been done to you. And I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols I will cleanse you. It didn't matter that I was a racist, that I pissed people of other colors, or that I was a drug addict for many years, or alcoholic, or a smoker, or an evil person that believed in other spirits and things like that. When God sprinkled His clean water over me, I was cleansed from all of those things. Immediately. 
will give you a new heart. Verse 26. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will cause you to walk in my ways. And be careful to obey my rules. Means that he takes you. He changes your heart. He puts a new spirit in you. A spirit of power. And he gives you the power to live for him. And too much in the church is, you have to do this, you have to do that, stop doing this, stop doing that, you have to change, you have to try harder, you have to be better. When people are not in the kingdom, they don't have a new heart, they don't have a new mind, and the Spirit of God is not in them. It's too hard. You cannot do it in your own strength. It will kill you. Or it will create in you a legalism which is so hard, so severe, it's unforgiving, it's critical that you will just see what everybody's doing wrong. That's not what this says. This says any person can come to Jesus and be free. Really free. And then it's able to bless your life, whatever that may look like for you. I've experienced this in a real way. You know, the, the Bible tells us that at the end it will become much worse, it won't get better, the world will become more evil, the love of many will grow cold. Become cruel, merciless, unforgiving, violent, immoral. There will come a time when people might come into a meeting like this and drag us into the street and tell us to deny Jesus or they will kill us. If that ever happens, we will quickly know who's experienced this and who hasn't. Because if you haven't experienced this, you will, you will renounce him immediately. But if you have, it doesn't matter if they stone you to death and they burn your body, you will go down saying, Jesus is my Lord. Amen? Is that true? I believe it is true. Actually, I felt a very simple message for here this morning. I felt the Lord, let me just reverse a little bit. God chooses the times and the seasons and the places that we find ourselves, where we live, where we move, and we have our being. Okay? So that you find yourself here right now. In this place, in this area, in this time, in this congregation, it's because God has brought you here. Amen. Because He's doing something here. And what I felt is the small encouragement that the Lord wants you to be part of what He's doing. Amen. Because you can sit in church. And not be part of what God is doing. You can sit in a church and actually be working against what God is wanting to do. 
I'm not saying this to anybody like that here. It's just I'm stating a fact. And this kingdom that Jesus was talking about, often it looks different than what we think. People might, some type of people might come here and look at the hall and like the amount of people and what's going on here and say, well, well this, this isn't, is this it? And then go to a big church, a rich church where they are saying nice things and big screens and smoke and mirrors and powerful, encouraging messages or whatever. But I find often the kingdom is upside down. People were expecting Jesus to be a certain way and he was different. Because he was different, they missed him. I think Jesus loves places like this. And uh, I met my mother-in-law a few years ago in Brighton. There was a congregation there. And then, I don't know if you know Brighton, there's two areas. It's Brighton, a little town, and then Canadian Doll, which is just outside of Brighton. So you almost have like the, the rich area and the poor area. Often we find that. So we did a, an outreach to, um, to Brighton and we spent time with him there. I wasn't even a leader or anything. I just went with him. went along. And we decided, okay, on Sunday morning, it's actually two congregations, morning and evening, what we will do, one service in Canardendal, because the people in Brighton, they all have cars, so they can just drive through and Canardendal, the people walk or taxi or whatever. So to make it easier for them, we will do it in Canardendal. So, um, we got there in the morning, it's in a little school, like even reminds me of this, and none of the other people from Brighton were there. It was only a few people from Canardendal. When I drove in here this morning, I, I instantly remember that morning. You know, and we had some kids and a few people, small meeting, like this. We didn't even preach, but the power of God hit that place like some children just fell on the floor. Every single person we prayed for God healed and God set free. Everyone except one man, his hands were like in claws like this, but I think he forgave someone. Major thing in his heart. So the rich people from Grayton missed the Holy Spirit because the meeting was not in the nice place. It was in the, the poor area, in the dirty little school hall, in the small place where there wasn't like a worship team or anything. That day when God moved, they weren't there. And this also reminds me of our time in Kailuta. This is like, if you don't know, this is the church planter starter pack. <laughs> we had exactly, exactly the same thing. 
We lost all our musicians, so I had to play the guitar. I couldn't play guitar. No, can't sing. I'm an Afrikaans guy in a township where everybody is Koza and we're speaking through an interpreter singing Koza songs where I don't even understand. But God is in that place. We would see things and hear things from people that don't know anything. One lady said that voices were telling her to go to the school. Ah, where the church is. And then she went to Eastern Cape for a few years and then came back after some years and the voices spoke to her again saying, go to the church at the school. We were the church at the school. People fall asleep in the meetings and have dreams. And then they would tell us, I was listening to the preach and then I fell asleep and I had a dream and then I saw this picture and then they were having visions from God. People would get healed just by sitting in the chair and nobody even prayed for them. You know, the last time we were there, a lady came, I had a word of knowledge of somebody had a heat problem. She came on a crutch. She says she woke up that morning and went to church to be healed. And God gave me a word of knowledge for her. He prayed for her and she was healed. The point that I want to make about the testimonies is that there is a kingdom here, real kingdom, kingdom that can change our lives. Any person here this morning, your life can change. My prayer is one Lord, just one person this morning. Even if it's just one, you, it doesn't matter who you are right now, 10 years from now, you can be standing in front of a group of people saying, I was just in a little school, it was raining, most of the people didn't even come, but God came that morning, set me on fire, gave me a new heart, and put a new spirit in me. I started burning and I never stopped. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is what's available. This is what's available if Jesus is our Lord. If He's really our Lord. And now it's great to see Ruach and then here. I know you guys from. Sunningdale, I think you were PM. When I came into the kingdom, they were already there doing worship. And, and many people were in church with us that time who are not serving the Lord anymore. It's great to see guys are still burning. It means there's something real there. That's my desire. Something I think enough talking, we need to pray some more. Yeah. I'm gonna ask, I'm, I don't know.